2: hour number 2 of green and growing right now 7 minutes after the hour good morning good saturday morning i think the rain is starting to push through it rained on me just a little bit on the way to the station about an hour and a half ago but it's going to be a nice day a little windy i think not as not as gusty as yesterday um and then it's going to turn out to be a really nice day Tomorrow really sunny and the highs are all over the place this week. They're fluctuating from the high 80s to the high 70s and back and forth. That's going to be a little crazy. Maybe uh, high 60s as well. So just stick with uh, stick with us here on WSB Radio for the latest and the weather updates on how to plan your weekend. So we'll have Billy coming up with a question about tomato plants and Ernie asking about amaryllis bulbs and hopefully you you give us a call four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty and I say give us a call because I'm not in the studio. By myself, I said in that first hour of the show I was just tired of hearing myself talk I hope you got something uh, beneficial From me talking But sometimes I just I, I can't imagine how John feels Because I get tired <laughs> of hearing myself And he's probably like Oh my gosh Would you just stop? But uh Mickey Gazaway, That yes. is her giggling in the background From the West Cobb Pike Nursery Store How many years have you been there? Third, almost 30 years That's almost incredible Took a yeah. little break COVID, yeah. COVID yeah. threw some things <laughs> yeah. off But yeah so it's really good to have you back. Well, it's great to be back. So maybe, like, I'm home. Uh, yeah. And I guess what I was thinking was, you know, I told folks at the beginning of the show, oh, it's been about a year since we've heard from Mickey. And maybe on the phone, yes, but literally you being in the studio Some... has probably been since I started. Yes,
3: that's your first. First show, yeah, I think.
2: February of 2020. 2020. So yeah. we're in year number three. I can't believe it. I know it. And I'm That's having great. a blast. I'm so glad you're doing such a good job. And I lean on you, don't I? I'll send you a picture from time to time and be like, "Help! What is this?" I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, what is the most common thing that you get from Pike customers? Because it really is true when we say, you know, they're garden experts as well. There's trainings that that the um, associates go through. But old to young, you know, they're they're taught a lot of things when they're working in the stores, working in those greenhouses. But is it common for customers to bring you photos or really oh, yeah. like just have you know ideas in their heads of what they want to accomplish? Or even, I mean, people bring you plants and stems and bugs and actually Absolutely. say identify this. What is this? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. That's fun. I love idea, and that that's a really sometimes we can do it. Sometimes we have to. Look, find, find some more help But uh, yeah. that's what we do A lot of ID.
2: It is a fun challenge and, and my coworkers here too They say Oh I hate to ask you You know I was going to send you a picture I was going to you know email you About this problem And I said do yeah, Because I'm still at the stage With this show Where I like the challenge And it's probably something I need to learn anyways So I may not get to it In a Facebook message From listeners too I may not get to it In the first day or two But give me some time And I like that challenge Yeah that's I learn something every day You really, really do know. You really do Yeah, and talking about these apps in the last hour, too I mean, you've got human beings at the Pike Nursery locations 15 throughout Metro Atlanta that can do this stuff for you But just walking around in the landscape If you use Google Lens or Snap or Seek uh, Those are just some of the good ones Alan Armitage has a great one that you have to pay for But that is a really good app Um, It is called Armitage's Great Garden Plants And that's a really good one, too, as far as just a Glossary of Some of, of the what. free
3: ones You need to look at it Because sometimes they're right And sometimes they're not But it'll give you a, a, a direction to go in Exactly Sometimes you use Two or three of them And if they come to the same one But that's what I've found Yeah up again.
2: And uh, keep in mind too I try to have a resource For you as well On the Facebook page When you just like Or follow Green and Growing WSB On Facebook There's a highway Horticulture photo album yes. Where I identify things Throughout the time of year You know, that are starting to bloom or flower that you may see commonly along the highway. I mean, hence the name? Highway horticulture or weed of the week. Um, One that I think you weighed in on, Mickey, that I posted weed of the week last week or the week before was common vetch. I think you weighed in on that maybe. It's that small little delicate purple flower. And people were saying, too, to use it as a cover crop. Yeah. You know, to be able to, but it goes crazy yeah, It's really it viney, it, leggy It is,
3: it's pretty invasive Unless you unless it's in a place where you don't have anything else but, yeah. uh, A lot of the weeds are pretty If
2: they were, you know, yeah. they stay put if they're, if they're left to their own devices yeah. And they provide flowers for pollinators Some of them do yeah. So dandelions, I mean, my goodness sure. the, A dandelion has so many uses You and can eat so it <laughs> Yes, you can, you can um, Well, we were talking off the air There's so much that I want to cover with you About your favorite plant And when you were on the phone with me here on the show A few weeks ago Actually it was April 10th Selena sent me a message back then and she's like, You had a lady on from Pike Nursery. She mentioned a favorite flower. I can't remember. It was something, maybe like a sunflower or something. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that was Mickey. And she mentioned Brown Eyed Girl at Pike Nursery. And here you are weeks later still talking about it. Tell us about that. I just love that plant. I absolutely do. This is the third year
3: I've had it. And on the label, it says it'll have a thousand blooms. And it truly does. It's an annual. But it is beautiful. it's beautiful. It's a sunflower. The, there are two or three of, in this group, but the one called Brown-Eyed Girl is the one I've used. And it, I think it says it gets 32 inches tall and 40 inches wide. Wow. And um, it, it's it's a helianthus, which is a sunflower, but it's a beautiful, beautiful plant. I
2: just love it. So it's not something that's shorter like a coneflower or anything like that. I mean, you said up to 32 inches tall? 32 high? inches tall. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. That's a pretty. I good don't sense. think mine got quite that big, but that's what it says. So see, we talk about it on the radio now. There's probably going to be a run on on and well, Girls at Pike Well, we've got
3: there's another one too, and it's called Golden Girl or something like that. And it's part of the same group. Now I haven't tried that one, but it looks pretty too.
2: Now tomorrow is Mother's Day, yes. so that's right. if uh, if Mom was a big Golden Girls fan that's of the right. TV show, that would be a clever idea. Yes, and I'll even give yes. you credit for thinking of that if you <laughs> if you choose to do that, and and we'll talk. Talk about that because uh, florist Hydrangeas and also the hydrangeas Obviously to put out in the landscape All these good ideas from Pike Nursery oh, yeah. Coming up at 8.30 you will definitely be able To find something for mom Well, um, We do have a lot to talk about but how about we jump out of the phones and take a couple of calls mix them in Sounds, Sounds sound good 404-872-0750 Up first it's Billy Calling from Jackson hey there good morning Good
4: morning Ashley Love the show
2: Thank you glad you called what's going on
4: I have sort of a myth I would like y'all to clear up for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was a kid, my stepdad would have these massive tomato bushes—I'm talking four or five feet tall—but mm-hmm. he would always pick the first blooms off. And I asked him, you know, I'm talking like ten or fifteen first, ten or fifteen blooms he would pick off. But he said it would—it helps the plant. To become more stable and Produce more in the long run Is there any truth to that?
2: Now honestly to me Billy there is not only with just Tomatoes but other Mm -hmm. plants as well Because the plant expends So much Mm -hmm. energy to make That bloom so Only in the case and Mickey I know you Have an opinion about this too only In the case that the tomato plant may Not be fully mature Or you think it's not quite healthy or Vigorous quite yet I would remove the blooms just to give the plant a little more energy to start building itself up, and you know, not bloom prematurely. But what say you? Oh,
3: I agree. I agree. Um, I've got some some that had, but they grew before they got the blooms, and so uh, I haven't pulled those. I've never pulled one off, but that sounds like a good idea, and I can understand. The thinking behind
2: it Yeah, absolutely So I I think, Billy if, if the plant itself looks vigorous and healthy And it's, you know, starting to really grow I mean, gangbusters with the mm-hmm. amount of rain oh, We've yeah. gotten this week Like literally my cucumber plants have doubled in Mantic. size My tomatoes have put on at least six inches of height If not more So if the plant looks the way you want it And it's doing okay um, I would leave the blooms Because obviously that's likely going to be a tomato But if it just doesn't look quite Ready yet or it looks a little puny Go ahead and pull yeah. off those blooms and give That energy back to the plant to establish How's that sound?
4: Sounds good to me. <laughs> um, mine's only been in the Ground about two weeks And I have one that's actually already Got a tomato on
2: it. Oh, awesome yeah. Good. So the, the grower and, in the greenhouse Did a great job, you know, taking care Of that before it went to the stores
4: Right. And I mentioned to my wife About, you know, picking the first blooms uh-huh. off And she just kind of looked at me like I was Crazy and <laughs> That's why I figured I'd call you to see yeah. if I was crazy. <laughs> and as
2: long as it stays happy, you know, you're definitely going to have a lot more blooms. But I, I get her feeling, too, like, no, that's valuable. That's a bloom. Don't remove it. But, yeah, just kind of <laughs> determined uh, based upon the health of the plant.
3: And be sure and don't okay. let it get dry and wet and dry and wet because that's how you get blossom in rot. And when we're getting all this rain now and then you don't get any rain for two weeks. So be sure and keep it even Yeah, consistent
2: moist. moisture. Yep, yep. All right, thank y'all Good to hear from you, tell your wife we said hello
4: (laughs) All right, I will All right, thanks, Billy
2: And kind of the same train of thought, we only have about a minute left here But the same train of thought when you're growing fruit trees as well That process of thinning the fruit, Mm -hmm. right? Because you don't want the tree to just put out so much energy, all this fruit Or the fruit's growing in clusters too close together So they're touching, there's not going to be airflow that, you know, can, can... bring on disease and other things. So thinning out that fruit and removing some of the fruit, I know it seems wasteful and you're like, "Oh, but those those could have been beautiful peaches." But in the long run for the health of the plant, that's probably what's necessary. 4048720750 Ernie with a question about amaryllis bulbs. When we come back, you're listening to 95.5 WSB. <laughs> All right, Christine Edwards with the complete forecast coming up in less than 10 minutes during the newscast with Robin Walensky. Back to your calls and Mickey Gasway in studio from Pike Nursery. Do you have to go to work after this? Yes, I do. All right, so you're headed to Kennesaw. And I'm headed to Kennesaw, too I'm going to go to that Smoke on the Lake barbecue festival Oh, good I for you I think it's you. at Logan Park or Logan Somewhere Farm like that. or something yeah. yeah, you'll have to come out and see me Yeah, I certainly we'll will that. And if uh, if anyone gets hungry, there's some, going to be Ooh, some really good, good barbecue from, You can think, bring me some barbecue 10 to four. I should, <laughs> actually, that could be reciprocated For you driving all the way down here, I think the least I could do is bring you some food 404 <laughs> 750 Up next is Ernie Good morning, Ernie, welcome to Greeny Growing Good morning Hi, what's going uh, on?
5: Actually, b- before we get started, I just wanted to say that I have really enjoyed you taking over for Walter. <laughs> And uh, I could tell in the beginning it was a bit of a mountain for you, but you've really grown <laughs> into it and right. and um, um just look forward to it every Saturday.
2: Well, thank you. That really means a lot. I was telling Mickey off the air. I mean, she and Walter and my mom and all these people, you know, it takes a village. They've been very encouraging. but as long as I'm having fun and I really feel like I'm helping people, or at least if I'm learning something, I know that y'all may be too. So as long as I'm having fun, I think I'm gonna Keep with it but yeah I've, I've grown a lot As a gardener and, and I don't think you'll ever Stop learning so thank you Ernie I really Sincerely appreciate that
4: you're welcome um,
5: So I have uh, Lived in Atlanta for 40 years But I have a lake house down In Florida on the panhandle um, It's um, It's inland a little bit it's not Actually on the ocean but it's hot And um, the, uh, the Place has I don't know maybe a hundred amaryllis Bulbs wow. that um, the whole area, everybody's yard has emerald. I don't know how this got started a long time ago. These houses are 60, 70 years old. But um, these big red, what you think of as a Christmas bloom, mm-hmm. they pop out every spring. And um, they, look, they look gorgeous. I want to move mine. And I don't know how long to wait to move the plant without damaging the Bulb or shocking it or whatever, and but, you're just going to uh,
2: move them to a different place outdoors, right?
5: Yeah, yeah, same yard just just want to make mm. a different bed, a little different arrangement.
2: Okay, so Mickey, what do you think? Do they ever go dormant, or
3: do they stay up all the time? Yes. Down there, I would, yeah,
5: that no, that's that's the thing is they have this cycle where they're pretty much invisible during the hottest part of the summer, mm-hmm. and then. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Toward the toward the end of summer, they lose all their leaves, and okay. uh, they got these big, thick, luscious um,
3: bulbs. leaves yeah. that,
5: that are that are on the plant after the bulbs, after the blooms go away.
2: Yeah, and then so the, the then leaves go away. They, Do the leaves go away? The... Yeah. So Ernie said at the end of summer, the yeah. Leaves I go think away. that
3: would be the point that I would I would move them. I think when they're in the process of dying back. And then move them at that time I think that's what I'd do
2: I think so too Because it's so important Ernie As you mentioned When the blooms are done Like now mine's actually Getting ready to bloom Mine's a little late But when the blooms are done That, that bulb still needs All that's that right. energy From keeping the leaves yes. on It's so important As long as the leaves are green They're mm-hmm. of a benefit to the plant So once those start to fade And yellow and brown Then it's a good time To cut them away um, And then move them around And planting depth With amaryllis Is pretty important right. too Mickey. Right So yeah. You want to keep those more shallow than deep Yes that's right Um, And you know protecting them from that heat Thankfully the panhandle is not (laughs) going to be a whole lot Different but you got the gulf moisture And the salty or uh, the different Air currents and things like that but Still mulching is a great idea once Ernie Establishes them in a new bed Go ahead and put a layer of mulch to protect yeah. them for the cold months, which aren't super cold in <laughs> <at> the Panhandle. <laughs> yeah. But so, Ernie, thank you so much for the call. That was a great question, yeah. and the same can go for us in Atlanta here too. Um, that's when I start to bring them inside because I want to see them bloom at Christmas. So I dig them up out of my yard in September, bring them in and pot them, and I'll get blooms for Christmas inside. And then I've I usually bring them back outside prior to now, but now's not too late. I am going to go ahead and put them outside now. Um, you can do that. You can go through that cycle every right. year if you want, or like Mickey said, just keep them outside, and you'll have spring blooms. That's instead. right.
3: Then it'll go through a dormant period on its own. Four zero
2: four eight seven two zero seven fifty. We'll return with more of your garden calls when we come back on Green and Growing. Stay tuned.
0: With Ashley Frasca
1: Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff Brought to you by Pike Nurseries
0: On 95.5 WSB
2: Halfway through the show Good Saturday morning Good questions so far from Billy and from Ernie and from you, I know you're thinking about calling 404-872-0750. Don't be scared; it's mm-hmm. it's actually really easy, and it's really fun to get on the show. Mickey Gazaway in studio with me from the West Cobb store, and uh, PikeNursery.com is all you need to do to go and find the nearest store to you. And of course, shopping for Mother's Day may be a good idea to <laughs> do that today, yes. and not wait till the last minute tomorrow. Uh, though y'all are open tomorrow, but. I mean, what are just some good ideas when you're thinking, like, other than just a gift card, Mickey? Oh, what would you we've got some
3: great things. I bought myself a Mother's Day gift in case my <laughs> kids forgot. I bought myself a yellow poinsettia, one of the, uh, not poinsettia, peony. Yeah. Um, one of the yellow ones, and it, we don't have them all the time, and they're absolutely beautiful. So that's what I bought myself. Have you put it in the in I the did. Groundier? I already put it in. Tell yeah.
2: me about, I, I started the show um, talking about peonies, because when I came back from Denver, all these beautiful things in my life. Landscape in bloom, and I'm glad I got home in time To see them, but I started off The show by talking about reasons why peonies Fail to bloom, and Mm -hmm. I know people's Hearts break when they look at this plant And they're just kind of like, come on, come on, come on (laughs) And it doesn't bloom, so um, planting Too deeply could be one reason Why they didn't bloom, so tell us about How important that is.
3: peonies are Yankee plants, and So we want them to be We want them to be able to freeze in the wintertime To get cold, so we plant them real, real Shallow in the wintertime and I pull the mulch back off of them in the winter. And then in the summertime, I mulch mine to keep them a little bit cooler. And these yellow ones are tree peonies, and they're supposed to be a little more heat tolerant than the other ones. But I've got one of the old-fashioned ones that's almost 100 years old. It wow. came from our old family farm. And it continues and to it, bloom. It continues. It's beautiful this year. It's a Festiva Maxima, which is the big white one. And it's beautiful. They're- and you don't ever, ever, ever say y'all around them.
2: <laughs> cause they're Yankee plants, that's right. <laughs> so there are things like that, and certain bulbs. and even, you know, you think about peach trees and certain crops that do need a number of chill hours right to be able to be successful. Yeah, that's right. yeah and they, they're. But they're beautiful. They are so pretty. Everybody so, needs a peony. That's a good Mother's Day present. And, yeah. and at 830, we'll be talking about hydrangeas oh, yeah. uh, with Charles Lampkin from Pike Nursery. That's yeah. another good suggestion. But what are the non, you know, if, if, I, if I've heard it once, I've heard it a thousand times. These women say, oh, I don't have a green thumb. I've got a brown thumb. I kill everything. So, okay, people can still go to Pike Nursery and look at non-plants. Absolutely look at what? (laughs) Non-plants.
3: Yeah, we've got all kinds of non-plants at the store. We've got all kind of accessories for your garden. We've got, you know, beautiful furniture and and pillows and umbrellas and we've got all kind of really, really nice stuff.
2: I mean, make it a tropical oasis too, you know, with some uh, tiki torches and the right patio furniture, some floral throw pillows and things like that, you know.
3: Speaking of tropical, Uh, Next week, I think it's the next week, we're doing a class on tropicals in your garden. So if you want your garden to look tropical... Um, that's going to be a great class That is next to. Saturday, May yeah. 14th Yes,
2: Hot dog, are you teaching one? I am, okay. I'm doing the one at West Cobb So mm-hmm. one of my favorites, and I'm actually starting To notice all of this <laughs> now as well uh, Year to year I leave my Canna lilies mm-hmm. and my elephant ears In the ground, uh-huh. um, I know if it's a super Cold winter that's probably going to come back to bite me But so far for six oh, yeah. years they've been fine But the canna lilies are already starting To get about a foot Nine or two too tall, those leaves are Unfurling and they're that deep Purple, you know, kind of a greenish Tint um, and the elephant ears are starting To come up too so those are two great tropical Plants perennials that you just Plant it once and forget that it look,
3: look Like they're in the tropics yeah mm-hmm. and we've Got palms we've got the windmill Palms that are real hardy And um, we have a plant called fatsia That I love that's
2: real tropical. The leaf is really neat looking. Yeah, it's really, really pretty. Um, And one of the the colorful, you know, when when you all are asking for flowers and plants that like full sun, Uh that are annuals that could do well, a tropical look, something really fun that's a smaller plant, not a landscape plant necessarily. Coleus. Oh, yeah. Coleus is just. Like it looks like aquarium like to me, oh, but yeah. it is, you know, with all the different colors. Doesn't need to flower. I mean, it just has the leaves that are right. all
3: different colors. Yeah. And the uh,
2: hibiscus is something. If you're looking for the tropical look, that we've got lots of the Florida hibiscus in now. now. Is that as a hibiscus? You know, some more in a, a tree form. Is that needs to something that needs to be potted because it has to be brought inside it, each it, winter? Most people,
3: I use mine as annuals. I just leave them out, okay. and um, but a lot of people do bring them in. And okay. they're related to cotton, so you have to keep them fertilized. Cotton yeah. and okra and hibiscus are all three first cousins. Wow, so you have to keep them fertilized. Heavy but they're feeders. beautiful.
2: And so if you do a hibiscus That's a really good idea for yeah. mom Buy a large pot to keep mm-hmm. it in If you want to overwinter it And be able to bring it to and from The carport or the garage Or the basement or whatever Right um, What about the soil?
3: Um, if I was going to put it in a pot I'd use potting soil Okay The, the container mix in the blue bag Yeah, nothing tricky
2: mm-mm Mm-mm hmm. That's a good Beautiful. idea And it's my really mom's listening fertilized. Mom, you're not getting a hibiscus But I'm thinking for other moms <laughs> <That's> <laughs> That right. may be a good idea 404 Up next is John Good morning, John Welcome to the show
1: Good morning, Ashley How are you?
2: I'm good You sound really familiar What's your last <laughs> name? Well,
1: I just wanted to tell you That your guest, Miss Mickey there Is not only... A great gardener. She is the best mom in the world. And oh. I just wanted to wish her a happy Mother's Day and tell her how much I love her. Your kids did not forget Mother's
3: Day. Thank you very
2: much. I told her, I mean, oh, she's funny. got four opportunities to not be forgotten tomorrow, and I'm pretty sure y'all are all pretty solid kids. I think you're gonna go yeah. oh,
3: thank you.
1: I think we're I think we're all over it.
2: Well and uh John, I have someone that wants to say hi to you too on mic three. Who's that right there? Oh uh,
1: what are you doing? Why are you, why are you oh, taking oh, up time yeah. with this show? I didn't call for this kind of abuse.
2: <laughs> so guess, this is becoming a family yeah, affair. Sorry because, about that, guys. It is, really it is. Because Jay, Jay, brought Mickey to the studio today, and there's John and Josh and Stacy. So, yeah. well, John, good to hear from you, sir. Well,
1: thank you so much.
2: All right, hey, we'll be. Uh, we'll hear hear from you again, and next <laughs> time you fight, uh, you arm wrestle Jay here, and you bring her in. <laughs> Oh, that wouldn't be any contest at all. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, Talk at you soon. Good to hear from you. (laughs) Oh, that was sneaky. As soon as he started talking, (laughs) I knew. I knew. knew. Okay, so Jay Gasway, now that we have your mic open, I tricked you, and here you are. So I loved your feedback, though. In the last hour, I talked about um, the legislation in California Looking to ban, you know, gas-powered mowers, blowers, generators Maybe by 2024 Don't know if that's headed this way or not I don't have an in with the Georgia State Legislature But you had a really good point Which I have never known the difference It's just your casual, push-behind-mower kind of girl um, When you have to change the oil and do all these kinds of things And you said that there is a difference Between the things that just use gasoline versus two-cycle
1: That's correct The two-cycle, or some of the older people will call them two-stroke engines Mm -hmm. Don't have typical engine oil like a normal lawnmower engine or a car. Uh, It burns the oil and the gas at the same time, and the emissions are a lot higher. And that's why, in your example that you gave, that the emissions were so much higher with the blower as they were with the lawnmower.
2: Yeah, and I mean, like, you related it to a boat, too, because when you start up a gasoline-powered blower, you do see that puff of smoke, you know, that puff of gas and things that are emitted from the engine, um, so really, if it were just straight gasoline That would actually be a little better
1: uh, A lot, It's a lot more efficient A lot better, better for the environment For a four-stroke as opposed to a two-stroke
2: See, I did not know that I'm so glad you were here this morning <laughs> Not only to, to argue with your brother on the air but, uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, that's really good information Because I don't think people realize that And Dave Baker keeps poking his head In and out of the studio this morning <laughs> And uh, two weeks ago, he had a guest Who had a lawn care company Like a lawn equipment company And I actually called. I was driving home from here and listening to his guest, who was wonderful. And I, you know, as a caller, they put me on the air, and he's like, "Is this really Ashley Frasca?" And I said, "Yeah, I have a question for your guest. Like my push behind mower, um, I have not ever changed the oil, nor has John in ten years. And I'm thinking, is that bad for it? And the guy's like, "Well, if you've made it this long, heck." But I was asking you about it too because I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to mess with a good thing if it's going solid after ten years. I'm not going to do it now. But um, when you do change the oil, say. On your boat or something else Is it one of those things That you have to Completely empty out The oil that's there And put all new Or can you add to it
1: uh, if you're changing the oil, you want to take it all out and let it all drain. The oil plug should be at the very bottom of whatever reservoir it sits in. Yeah. And just let it drain all the way out and then replace it all with brand new oil.
2: And then we obviously have to follow the correct rules, even if it's a smaller amount for a lawnmower. And you're not, I'm not talking about changing the oil in your car, but the right rules about how to dispose of it and all that kind of stuff. Take
1: it to any auto parts store, they'll take it.
2: And they'll do it. Huh. Jay Gazaway, so helpful. Thank you so much. Didn't know we'd be talking about that. So lawnmowers and things like that, you came in talking about, and I remember this years ago, for Mother's Day, Mickey Gazaway, you had your sons (laughs) install a zoysia lawn. Yes. And you came in this morning, that was years ago, talking about how easy that is for you to maintain on your own. Now, granted, you have someone that comes and cuts it for you. Right. Um, but talk about the easy maintenance of azoyjaline. It lawn. really
3: is. This one is. It, it, I've got. I've got good. So I'm real fortunate to have real good soil, and so it drains well. And I've got full sun, and it was planted correctly, and I try to do my herbicides. You know, as I should. I put on my pre-emergent. Use sometime around the middle of. First of April Sometime like that I'll put my pre-emergent on And then I fertilized it Last week And anything and Any weeds that I get in it I try to wait Until it's totally green Before I spray those
2: That's really important <laughs> When we're talking about right. Warm season grasses Like the Bermuda Centipede uh, Zoysia That do go dormant Totally brown You know of course Those yeah. of you who've lived In Georgia yeah. long enough Know it's not dead It mm. goes dormant But it's, it's very important To not apply herbicides During that transition, transition. phase you want to wait until it's at least 50% greened right. up If not more yep. um, So then when you apply the pre-emergent though Which that's obviously going to Prevent or right. at least knock back some of the weeds that are to come in the next season from you, seed. Mm-hmm, from seed, yep. So when you said you did that in April, that was okay to do on yes. dormant grass. Yes.
3: Though? Oh yeah, that's when you need to put it on there
2: mm-hmm. when it's it's it's, it's kind of it's it's beginning to green up just like it always yeah. is. But, but those uh, weed seeds are in the soil. That's right. Just waiting for the right temperature to go ahead and spring and it's up. It's not you know? going
3: to affect um, per- perennial weeds that the roots are already there. Mm-hmm. It's going to prevent those. So those. You're You're going to have to wait until it actually greens up, and then you can go in and get those. So do you find— it's totally brown.
2: Do you find—and I think this is really, really true, and and this is the first place I go with callers who are having issues with their lawns or just overtaken by weeds. There there gets a point when you have more weeds than grass. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you're better off just to probably start over. But the tougher and more strong you can make your lawn by keeping up with the right moisture— Planting it that's properly, right. fertilization—that's going to be your number one defense against yeah, weeds. I isn't think it? so too. Mm-hmm. I really do think so. So you really want to try not to get behind the eight ball on that. So Zojila Mickey knows it all. <clears throat> I love them, folks. We we talk talk about birding, anything else? 404 404-8720750. More of your garden calls when we come back. And hey, don't forget to check out wsbradio.com/slash green and growing. That'll take you to my page off of wsbradio.com Where I post uh, content from the newsletter Which goes out every other Friday And events around town as well If you scroll to the bottom of the page You'll be able to see garden events and fairs and festivals And things that are going on uh, this weekend and next And throughout the month of May So stay in touch with me there 404 750 We'll be back with the top three things to do in the landscape this weekend You're listening to WSB going to be a comfortable day today and tomorrow will be even better christina will be back in less than 10 minutes with your complete forecast 404 872 want you to call green and growing but it's time for this
1: green green and growing ashley frasca's top three things to do this weekend
2: all right, um, I guess Mickey Gasaway reminded us that number one, it's not too late to plant vegetables outside now A lot of you have been like, oh, I missed the window for my tomatoes No, you haven't, you haven't at all So in the next hour, we'll talk more about what to plant outside, what to be on the lookout for Number two comes from uh, the president of the Dahlia Society of Georgia With just how to plant those dahlias and do it correctly so that you're successful
0: I'm Frank. I'm the president of the Dahlia Society of Georgia, and now's the time to plant dahlias. Dahlias are really pretty simple to plant. You need to have the ground very friable, uh, work humus into the soil, certainly break up the soil under any circumstances. Uh, They're usually planted about 24 to 36 inches apart. Now, when you plant your tubers, Make sure to put a stake in the ground. It doesn't matter what it is. It can be big box of stakes that they sell, the green stakes or rebar or wood or whatever. Put the uh, eye of the tuber near the stake and then cover it up. Now, you really... I know people love to fertilize, and if it makes you feel better, throw a handful of osmocote or something in the soil and mix it in good or some other tint, it doesn't matter, but you really don't need to fertilize it. And as the green sprout... Grows, you'll want to tie it to the stake About every 12 inches Uh, Again, you can use anything to tie to the stake The cheap and the easy thing is using yarn Yarn works really well and it's readily available
2: Good advice for having success with dahlias So much so, in fact, that's my next plant That's what I'm going to try next So thank you, Frank And number three, keep an eye out for aphids right now On your outdoor plants We've got the right conditions now We've got the moisture and the humidity and the heat For you to start seeing a lot of those pests But you'll notice uh, little aphids They're congregating on the stems of rose bushes under the undersides of leaves And then they leave behind a black sooty mold On the leaves Which you'll realize if you rub off with your finger That's what that is It's not not any kind of dirt Or it's not a fungus That would obviously not rub off It's black sooty mold So all you need to do for aphids Is blast them off with the garden hose And a a strong stream of water Is going to blast them off No need for an insecticide Unless you're just Overrun so I do have a couple of lawn And grass questions for Mickey that's not Our specialty necessarily But I I know that she can do these So coming up in the next hour I want to talk to a new homeowner Antonio Calling about help with weeds In his Bermuda lawn And also Nick has reached out On the Facebook page About killing grass and weeds In an above ground vegetable garden So obviously we need to be A little more conscious Of what we use in that bed uh, Rather than just in the garden beds Or in the lawn 404-872-0750 Would love for you to call And be a part of the show Or hit me up on Facebook When you search Facebook, Green and Growing WSB Also on Twitter, at Ashley Frasca WSB Having a good time with Mickey Gazaway from Pike Nursery And coming up at 8.30, Charles Lampkin with Pike Nursery Going to talk to us about hydrangeas and some other great ideas for Mother's Day Want to go ahead and get you inspired and get you ready so it doesn't catch you off guard Tomorrow morning, you need to have those gifts bought today for mom Don't forget tomorrow's her big day We'll be back, you're listening to Green and Growing on WSB